Welcome to Sunny Irabo Live. Yes, once again, welcome. And uh, today we, as usual, be looking at how Nigeria is growing. You know, emphasis on leadership is really not the issue and should not always be the case. We should also mirror ourselves, our attitude to how we man- manage situations, even at personal level, at the individual level, at um, communal community level, corporate level, you know, school everything even on the highway how do you manage your temperament and how do you really respond to what the world tells you to do when it comes to doing it but anyway what is nigeria nigeria is a conglomeration of so many nationalities so many interest groups and of course today's nigeria also speaks of spiritual inclinations not just ethnic ideological name it but the one thing that has always been so important is how do you face the country called called nigeria and how do you make it work in the interest and for the benefit of everyone which means no one is above the law and therefore should not be made to be subjective over and above the others? The same way you want to say those in law enforcement positions will be guided by constitutional means, legal interpretations of the things they are supposed to do. And then for the individual Nigerian, is he proudly Nigerian? Is he really proud to be a Nigerian? Or is he the type of person because he's so embittered all he actually talks about is, oh, this country. But no, mind the country. There's nothing about this country that can, that anybody can write to me about. But this same country is the same place that you see some names riding high at global level because they're doing well, because there was something they did that worked for them. You know. So those are the the, the situations that you want to ask yourself. Really, what's wrong with Nigeria? You know. An American will probably hear the American national anthem and put his right hand against his left chest upwardly and listen at and pay attention, probably sing along the, the lyrics of the national anthem of America. I believe same for the British, for the French, even for the Ghanaian, for the Kenyan. But sometimes, I mean... <laughs> I've been at some functions in recent times where people, the anthem was going on. Of course, a larger number of people stood at attention. But some guys were just gisting away, and you'd be surprised, some guys who should know better. And then you had cameramen just clicking away, 
People were just moving every which way, as some people would say. But again, I'm just looking at this whole thing and how the average Nigerian uh, displays his sentiment towards upholding the name Nigeria and towards how he expresses his sense of patriotism. Sounds wieldy, doesn't it? But anyway, not to sweat. We have engineer Victor Sadua. He's uh, a Nigerian who was born from the south of Nigeria, but lived a greater part of his life in the north of Nigeria. In fact, when you hear the name Sadua, you probably be thinking he's from, <laughs> he's from, he's from uh, maybe Kaduna State, Self, you know. Uh, Mr. Sadua, engineer Sadua, you're welcome. Thank you, Rabo. <laughs> um, well, you heard how I gave this introduction. I'm just asking, what do you think of Nigeria? Well, a country with so much potentials, a country that should be ranked amongst the leading nations in the world, hmm. but we're not there yet. Okay. Or we don't, maybe some will say, we don't want to be there. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, <laughs> if, let, let, let's start from, from this. You, hmm. you asked a question. You said, why are we not where we are supposed, to, supposed be to be yes. in terms of development? Hmm. And the question I asked you is, by whose measure have you reached that conclusion? Hmm. When you say we are not where we are supposed to be, by whose plan? I you think all... I will say by the measurement of global standard, because we have been rated as among the third world. Yes. We are not even in the second or first world. world. We are not rated as developed world. Yes. We are called a developing nation. You know, and uh, almost all African countries fall into that category. category. So it makes one worry and wonder whether there's hope. That's the passion for your country. Mm -hmm. That is the passion for our country. That is my passion for our country. Mm -hmm. It is based on what we have seen. It is based on what is being achieved out there. And we yeah. know that we have the intellectual capacity to achieve same. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, we are not there. Why? Is it because we don't want to be there? Or is it because we are walking towards it and for some reason, we are not getting there? My take on this is, for those who are in the position of authority, mm -hmm. those who have had the privilege of ruling this country in the past and those who are there now. Mm. The shocking thing I will say to you is that this country is exactly where they want it to be. It is not where mm. I want it to be. Mm. It is not where you want it to be. But for them, it is where they want it to be. How? Let us go to the beginning, Sonny. Okay. Before independence, or let's say before the discovery of oil, mm -hmm. our economy was agriculture-based. Then the farmer was king. Mm -hmm. Everything was put at his disposal because if he doesn't produce, the country doesn't earn. Mm -hmm. Roads were created to link farmlands to export points and mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. And everything was shifted towards to, in, in their favor. Mm -hmm. In fact, when we went through the civil war, it was worthy of note to say that the civil war was even funded from proceeds of agriculture. Mm -hmm. That is how robust our economy was then. Mm -hmm. Then what happened? Oil came in. And since then, what has changed? <clears throat> Today, the government wants to build a road. What do they do? They sell oil. They bring in foreigners to build, to build their roads. Mm -hmm. The citizen does not factor into their plans anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't matter. Mm -hmm. When you go to the UK, you have a robust uh, health system. Mm -hmm. Why is this so? Because the economy is built upon the workforce, the people. So you need a good health plan or you need a good health infrastructure mm -hmm. to ensure that you have a healthy workforce 
and you have you can prolong the life of your citizens so as to be able to get more from them so what you're saying here is the nigeria as a country really yes. has the wherewithal to develop its citizens to that level that can willingly give back yes okay but you don't factor in why is there no medical the, the, the kind of medical structure that you have out there in the west whether you live or whether you walk the, the the economy the budget is not built on what me and you will do they sell oil and that is what matters to them that is how they see it but that is not how i see it that is not what you that is not how you see it. so in essence you would want to see a country that takes care of its citizens, citizens yes first yes and then there will be a reciprocal reciprocal you know response response yes from the citizens okay but there's something you said earlier yes that i mean um when we want to develop our roads yes we'll go and take we, we, foreigners. We foreigners so yeah. the, the engineers here they don't matter to you anymore ask yourself this question sonny each governor when the when, when the time comes he wants to spend money what does he do he waits for the subvention from the federal government you go to the states go to the schools recently i showed you a picture i received from from a from a particular state mm. and there was infrastructure development and all that and i said to my colleague who sent me this picture i said Please kindly send me the pictures of the primary schools, the secondary schools mm -hmm. in that particular state. I want to see them if they measure to what I'm seeing here on your roads. I said, can't you see what the problem is? This you think is development, but it's actually capital flight. Mm -hmm. These infrastructure were not built by Nigerians. They were built by foreigners. Mm -hmm. What is the depth profile of your state as of today when you look at this thing that you are calling development today? When will engineers from that state begin to develop their own roads and build their own infrastructure? Up to international, up to international level. Is anyone training their people to be able to fit and fill into this gap as we speak today? The answer is no. And it cuts across all states. Okay. There's a link I thought you were going, which is you, they sent you the pictures of the road, yes, good roads. Yes. And I now say, okay, send me a picture of the school schools you yes. attended. Yes. Why did you say that? Well, first of all, that was my state. Okay. That, that was the state where I schooled. Okay. And I'm, I, don't, I don't want to call, cool. call names. That was the state I schooled. And I was saying, okay, if you could develop roads to this extent, imagine if you could do the same to education. What would be the impact on the economy of this nation? I said, okay, mm. is the same being done for schools out there? And the answer is no, mm. it's not. So what it means is that as far as that state is concerned, the mm. citizens do not factor into their economic plans. Mm. These roads are built by foreigners. They are not investing in their people. They are not investing in the skill, skill level of the population. Why? Because if they want to get things done, they get the oil money, they get the foreigners, and they do this thing. So till this day, Sony, as far as the government of those who are in position of authority are concerned, the mm. citizens do not factor in their plans. So... This is, is, in fact, and now I'm touched yes. even more than because sometimes you don't really look at these things until somebody like you brings out what we should be looking, looking at. Looking at, yes. Schools, in terms of development, yes. schools are really way, way down. Yes, yes. Way below. Yes. Hospitals, same thing. Same thing, yes. But roads, there's a lot of effort being put on road development. But the same roads, there's always a problem, even after you develop these roads, mm -hmm. uh, when the rains come, mm -hmm. the rains come in vengeance, mm -hmm. or is it torrent, and then some roads give way? As an engineer, Sonny, mm -hmm. 
we've gone through roads that have been in construction and I've looked at these roads and I say these roads will not last two years. Yes. I, I was going to say, isn't that supposed to be a minimum standard? Yes. You go to the UK and you've seen roads that have been there for up to 20 years and mm. they are still there. Mm. And your roads here are being built and they don't even go beyond two years. It's deliberate. It's deliberate. As far as I'm concerned, as an engineer, these things are deliberate. Mm. Those who build these roads know what to do. If they want those roads to last 20, 50 years, they know what to do. But it's not being done. Why? Is it because of lack of knowledge? No, it's by design. Mm. They build these roads. In the next five years, these roads will be reinstituted again and to be rebuilt again. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Sonny, let's go back to the question you asked. How do we fix this problem? Yeah. How do we turn things around? I, looked at, I look at Rwanda. That mm. was a country that was at the brink. And look at Rwanda today. Just 25 Just 20 years, years later. Years mm. And things have changed. Mm. And I asked myself, did Paul Kagame, what, what did he do right? Mm. And I looked deep and I found out that this guy, he went back to the seed that was planted that led to almost the, to, to, that led to a situation where that country was almost destroyed mm. and he ripped out that he ripped out that seed from its from he ripped it all out mm. it's about changing the way the people think sonny mm -hmm. if you want if if you want to change the direction of a nation you have to change the way the people think let's put it this way they say a man is the way he thinks mm. the way you think that is how you are the way a nation thinks, that is how a nation is. It's, it also goes on to say that whatever influences your thought, influences your behavior, and also influences your outcome. Mm. So whatever influences the way we think as a nation also influences our, our the way we, we, we behave and also influences our outcome as well. It's the, it's the fact that we have too many ideological groups. That is that not part of the problem? That is the center. But you must understand, Sonia, as far as I'm concerned, mm. this is not by mistake. It is by design. It has always been Who's like that. design? Let's go back to the beginning. Again, let's, let's go back to the pre-colonial times. Okay. How? When the colonial masters came into your country, at the same time, the, how will I call them now? The, the, those who brought the Bible and the, whatever the, okay. the, whatever, they also Missiona came, the missionaries, yes. they came at the same time also. Yes. Today we'll look at the level of, level of religion and I'll tell you today that the biggest single factor that is influencing the way Nigerians think today hmm. is religion. Religion? Religion, yes. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds political, not spiritual. Yes. Hmm. Whether we choose to believe it or not, that is it. Hmm. Now, unfortunately, the way I see it, this country, from my own perspective, is gripped in what I will call false religion. False religion? False religion, yes, Sonny. Let me put it to you this way. We have two major groups, the mm -hmm. Muslims and we also have the Christians. And yeah. I will say to the Muslims, now before I go further, I'm not saying Islam is wrong or Christianity is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm a Christian. And I've read these books, and I believe in what is written in these books. Mm. However, I start with the Muslims and I ask, go to Saudi Arabia, go to Kuwait, go to these other countries where the Quran holds sway. Mm. Ask yourself, the results as you see them out there, is it the same results we are getting here in this country, where this same book holds sway? Come down south, where we call ourselves, we say we are predominantly 
Christians. Christian, yeah. Ask ourselves, when you see the state of Israel, and you see what is going there, you see what is written in the Bible, and what is, what is, well, what is promised, mm-hmm. the result you see there, is it the same result that you are seeing here? Can you help is us? It, is it the same? And the answer to these questions is no. Okay. Will you go to Saudi Arabia and you see the king or uh, an official from Saudi Arabia leave his country to another country to seek medical attention? No. They bring these medical facilities to themselves and to their people. But when you go up north where you have Muslims in, in power, mm. this is what you see. A governor, is, if he's feeling sick, he flies out of the country to go and treat himself outside. Mm. Then you ask, you ask yourself, how many of his citizens are in a position to be able to afford that same privilege of going out? What does it take for him to bring those same medical facilities that he so seeks outside mm-hmm. back into his country so that he himself and his people can have access to the same? And the same applies to where we call our predominantly southern Christian domain. Mm. Our governors here, the people in authority, this exactly the same thing. They feel sick, they go out for medical attention. Mm-hmm. How many of the people who are under your rule have that privilege to go out for the same? What stops you if you see something out there that you feel is so attractive that you so desire. What stops you from bringing this same facility into your domain so that you have access to this and your people have access to the same? So this is why I tell you that according to as far as your plan is concerned, mm. they are where they want to be, not us. And this is very interesting because is this not born out of ignorance? Is it, is it really ignorance? Really? I read the book. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian, so I can only really speak from the perspective of the Bible. Yeah. I've read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I've had to, when I say there is God, I believe in Christ. And I'm not saying this because the Bible says so. I'm saying this because of personal encounter. Okay. An encounter I've seen in the past, an encounter I'm going through now, today, as I speak mm-hmm. to you. And I can tell you 100% whether I would choose to believe it or not. What is written and what is being preached out there, it's not the same. Mm. It is not the same. In fact, the kind of behavior that you will expect those who read that book to portray out, outside, and what we see on the outside, it's not, it's different. Tell yourself, Sonny, if you're looking for a Christian, you don't see them in the police station. You don't <laughs> see them, you don't see them in the ministries. You don't see them in hospitals. You, you virtually don't see them practically anywhere in terms of behavior. Mm. But on a Sunday, you go to cathedrals and you see these places are packed full by those who claim they are worshippers of Christ. But the behavior that is supposed to generate the kind of results that we want, mm. you don't see them anywhere. You don't see them on the streets. They seem to be, they seem to be scarce. They seem to be lacking. Uh, you think they don't know that they ought to be doing better than they are doing or they, they, they know how to act. As, as in Holly or Nollywood, they know how to play the role without being the role. Is that what you're saying? The question is, what do we desire? What do we want? What, uh, as, as, as now, we, that question is so open-ended, I don't know who should be answering it. <laughs> Ask yourself as a Christian. What, what do we desire? What do you desire? Why are you seeking God? Well, I, I want to be able to take control of my destiny mm-hmm. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I want to believe that God made me for a purpose on this earth to be good to my fellow human being, to love my neighbor as myself, and to also try and live the tenets of Christ's godliness and wholesome oneness. Not wealth. 
wealth comes when you're able to manage your resources. Ah. Wealth is not when you possess every Tom, Dick, or Harry money. <laughs> but my, but that's my understanding of that, wealth. That is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Sonny, the Word of God is powerful. Mm. Now, the thing about the Word of God is this. It works for you as powerfully as it can also work against you. Okay. If it is rightly placed and utilized, you get the results. If it is not, you get the direct opposite. Mm. And that direct opposite is what we are seeing today. If you have a book and you believe in this book, and this book is promising you that if you behave in a certain way, this is what you will see. And mm. you are not seeing what you are expected to see. What does that tell you? Then there are two things. We are doing against, we are working against God. Exactly. Wish. It is mm. either you are not following, you are not doing what has, you have been asked to do, or you are saying that what is written in that book is false. Mm. It can't, both can't be correct. Mm. Now, if me and you, we believe that what is in that book is correct, then there is only one alternative left. It means we are not doing what is written. In there, and why is that so? Hmm. 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 Ah, wow. Okay, let's because I like what you have brought out now, brought out for us to see. Um, there was um, a young man who came on my show about two or so years ago. Uh, Freeze. He works for Cool FM. Yeah. And he talked about tithing and what was so many things against it, and how pastors. You stop doing this or doing that. Now, you, you're not using the same language, but you are practically saying that all of us, the reason we are in the problem we appear to be in right now is because we are not following God's teachings and we're not applying it to one another. We're not even giving ourselves a chance to understand that if you don't love your neighbor as yourself, you can't get there. Am uh, I right or right? Let me let me talk about uh, let, let 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 me make, let me comment on freeze. <clears throat> Be, before he came up with that issue on Titan, we're already mm. doing we're, we're doing a writing on where we're recently doing a, a writing on Titan already. Okay. And its implication. I had the privilege of meeting with him when he started talking. We held back. Mm. We, we we held back. Mm. Unfortunately for me, he was what he was saying the right thing. What, what all he said was true. I met him. I said, look. If you know this thing, hit the nail on the head. What you're saying is true, but you're not telling us the reason why they're asking you to pay tithes. Why do you think they're asking us to pay tithes? Go back to the beginning. Read your Bible, Sonny. Go back to the beginning. You know, when we look at what happened in the Garden of Eden, we just see, read that thing through as a story, as, mm. as if it's an event. Okay. But nobody looks at you it. You mean the... The concept of Adam and Eve and the, the serpent. Adam and Eve, the serpent and the yeah. eating of the fruit. And the fruit, yeah. Okay. What really happened there? Let's go back. Let's examine that event properly. Can you lead us? I will do that. First of all, God made a statement. He said, do not eat this fruit. The day you eat this fruit, you surely die. Now, those were his spoken words. Hmm. Those were his spoken words. Death came from his words. Remember. Now, what the serpent did was, when God speaks and says, do not do this, and then he states consequences that will come out of you disobeying his command, mm. what does the serpent do? He comes and he lures you to meet the conditions stated by God himself so as to trigger those stated words that cause upon yourself. And that was what he did to Eve. So he came and he said, 
why why don't you eat this food? He said, look, God said we should not eat this food. That if we eat it, we will surely die. He said, no, that's not true. Even God knows that if you eat this food, you will be, you will be, you will be, wisdom will come and you will be like God. And Eve was lured and she ate the food. And immediately she ate that so food. So Eve dared God. She ate the food. She ate the food and she triggered the word that had already been stated by God. She triggered the word by meeting the conditions. And immediately she did that, those words came to life. Mm. And death came. Now, that same strategy is the same strategy that has been, that was at play then, and it is still at play till this day. So humanity hasn't learned a lesson. No. In fact, when Christ came, remember when he was in the wilderness, mm-hmm. the devil went to him to do exactly to him what he did to Eve. And he said, turn this bread to stone. And he said, this time he was speaking with a superior authority and he mm-hmm. said, no, it is written that man, man should only by bread alone, by bread but every alone. word that comes from the word of mouth. You see, mm-hmm. he was trying to lure Christ to commit the same sin of idolatry. Hold his words against that of God. But it didn't happen. And it took him and we know about the other three, the three attempts and it failed. Mm. And what we are saying is from then to that point, the structure has been the same. Now let us come back to the issue of Titan. Mm. The Bible says in Romans, um, I think it's Romans 3, chapter 3, verses 19 to 20. Mm. It says, whatsoever said the law, is said to them who are under the law. And he goes on to say, the law is not made for the righteous. It's not meant for Christians. Mm. And he goes on to say, no man can please God by continuing in the deeds of the law. Mm. In other portions of the Bible, he goes on to tell you that whosoever continues in the law, such a man is falling from grace. Christ is of no effect to you. There are many, many more. Now, when God says, when a man, whoever continues in the things of the law, such a man is falling from grace. Mm -hmm. Christ is of no effect to you. Now tell me, based on what happened in the garden, if Satan wants to make Christ ineffective to you, and he wants to make you fall from grace, what does he do? Mm -hmm. He makes you satisfy the words that have been spoken by God himself, by you Continuing in the things of the Old Testament law. Things that you are not supposed to what do. What you are not supposed to do. Mm. So when a pastor comes and he says to you, it is written in Malachi chapter 3, verse so so and so, that you should pay tithes. Sonny, Malachi 1 is a book in the Old Testament. First, mm. Malachi is also referring to sacrificial practices that were listed under Leviticus mm. and Exodus. They are pure practices of the Old Testament law. Since Christ came, that was that has been put aside. Mm -hmm. And here you have a pastor who is luring you to go back into the practice of the Old Testament law. What is he trying to make you do? He is trying to make you satisfy the conditions that will trigger the words of God, not for you, but against you. And there are so many of them. Hmm. So you have a population gathered in a cathedral, 30,000, 50,000, telling you that they are worshipping God. But just one statement, one act, and the entire group is drawn from grace. Hmm. So, looking at this very graphic you know, description you've given us, everybody is compromised. 
That's no, what no. you're saying. Not everyone. Not see. It looks like uh, if this was to be a rapture <laughs> case, not maybe 144,000 of them out of millions or seven billion people. So, so we think not only because you remember the point the prophet said he was the only one left, and God said, "No, I've reserved myself, myself, 1,000 who have not held themselves to bow." I'm saying this because it was revealed to me. So I'm not the only one. Mm. Freeze is not the only one. There are people who are saying this. But we don't have access to TV like they do. We don't have access to... They, those, those voices are not being heard. But it doesn't mean there are people out there who do not know that these things are wrong. It doesn't mean that there are people out there who How don't know. How do we get out of it? One of the, 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 the things about deception is this. We've looked at this generation and we ask ourselves, why? How come is it that they are being deceived? And the sad answer is this. You are deceived when you choose to be deceived. Yeah, but in cho- being choosing to be deceived, you asked me a question earlier, yes. and when I answered you, you mm. said, and wealth is not part of it? Wealth is not part of it. That's what but they wealth has been the nature. That's the truth, which is not supposed to be. That's yeah, but for goodness sake, in I'm, fact, I'm hungry. In right? fact, wealth, wealth is supposed to be Christ. Uh-huh. Wealth is, a man who has Christ has all the wealth. If that is the definition of the word wealth. Take the book of Malachi. So it's not possessing money it's not, it's not or material the, uh, gains. He tells you, if you have him, everything you, you need will come after you. You don't chase those things. Those things chase after you. Okay. You don't chase them. You chase him. Mm-hmm. When you get hold of him or when he gets hold of you, when you are a couple, it, your needs, we're not saying wealth, your needs will mm-hmm. come after you. Your needs. Your Good. needs will come after you. We're not saying you have to reach wealth. Your needs will come after you. That is his promise. Mm-hmm. But what are they telling you? They are telling you to chase wealth first. And then what? Christ will come after you? I don't understand. That's okay. not what the Bible says. Right? It's uh, exactly 23 seconds past the half hour of 2 o'clock. And um, we'll be giving you a chance now to call us 0700-923-923-923. And in fact, you can also use the WhatsApp number 0817-313-6193. I say that again. WhatsApp 0817-313-6193. Send your comments to WhatsApp. If you want to call us, Zero seven zero zero nine two three nine two three nine two three, and of course this is engineer Victor Sadua, and he's spoken at length today. Let's hear what he has to say. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, hello. Why would you call when you won't talk? Hello. All right, the line is free again, so let me call another. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is My name is Samson, and I'm calling from Asia. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, first I'd like to agree with the man there. Who, uh, I didn't really hear his name. I didn't start with the program. Victor Sadua. Yeah. Okay, Victor Sadua. Okay, yes. while I want to agree with him that when you have Christ, you have everything. And of course, when you follow him, every other thing will be added to you. Uh, uh, written in Matthew 6, 33. However, I would like to tell him that you don't believe in one biblical injunction does not mean everybody would, uh, you know, just accept it. You know, that is on one side. Then number two. I don't think he said he didn't well, believe in. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to make a yeah, point. Yeah, but you're making a wrong now, point. Well, okay, wait. Let me let me clarify. Uh-huh, please do. Yes. Now, when it comes to the issue of tithing. You know, I know some people don't believe or they don't agree, especially, you know, going by what he just said that um, uh, tithing, according to Malachi 3, is Old Testament. 
No, he said Malachi was yeah, from right. the Old Testament. Yeah, so <laughs> what I mean, what he was basically saying was uh, um, it's an old practice. Okay. More like uh, uh, pastors that preach about tithing or preach in favor of tithing. Because I heard him say, I mean, he made a reference to Daddy Freeze, of course, and we know what he has been, or what he preached, as it were, you know, mm. preaching against tithing and all of that. The point I'm trying to make is this. While he does not believe in Tyson, does not mean every other pastor shouldn't believe. That is on one side. Then number two, when I hear people say these things, I wonder, but we still claim to be children of Abraham and the blessings of Abraham uh, would be attached to us and all of that. So if he doesn't believe in Tyson, which is all, I mean, which is an old injunction according to him in the Old Testament, why do he himself and I mean a lot of other people still claim to be children of Abraham? Now don't forget that Jesus Christ. Okay, 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 okay. Let's not go into preaching. No, no. Hello, hold on, hold on, hold on, please. Okay. Let's manage it. You've made a point specifically to what he said about that point. So yeah, let him respond. Just, let him uh, respond. Just... Let him respond. Okay, so you heard what he said. Yeah. I want you to respond to that before I take the next call. Even the scripture says that Abraham was the first, the firstborn of. When you say uh, fate. Abraham was selected by faith, not even by the acts of the Old Testament law. And that is what the New Testament even tells you. He said, Abraham believed God and it was imputed to him as righteousness. Not because of the things, not because of those. And you know, th this brings me to another issue. When this um, issue on tithing was raging, there was one something that the pastor said. They said, because Abraham paid tithes and tithing was before Moses, it means that tithing is not a deed of the law. Titan is was actually before the law. Okay, it's because Moses brought law. Yes, that, that's what they think. They say, they say mm -hmm. Moses did not. We have another publication that is coming up and we say, look, the laws that were given to Moses were not new. No. Moses, the law that was given to Moses was given to a people that had been cut off from God for over 430 years in Egypt. But there is proof to show that those laws given to Moses we are already in existence even before Moses. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we looked at the Ten Commandments and we can prove to you that the entire Ten Commandments was in force even before Moses came. Okay. But against what he said, yes. the last caller, uh, what's your immediate short response? Abraham is not, Abraham is the father of all by faith, not by acts of the law. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to take this call. Hello. Good afternoon. Sonny Rabo live here. Yeah? Good afternoon. Okay, we lost you. So another one. Good afternoon. Hello. 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 Yes, how are you? Yes. Um, good afternoon. Yes, my name is Wally. I'm calling from Lagos. Good. Fantastic. Go ahead, please. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, um, I want to first appreciate the, um, the speaker. But then, um, since he's talking about fixing Nigeria, yes, I keep wondering why we keep mixing and church with good governance. Okay. Tithing has nothing to do with good governance. Okay. Wait, uh, sorry. Can I? Can I? I think that should be my fault. Let me redirect this focus. Tithing was just an aspect of a discussion that took almost thirty minutes. Do you understand? So, so I want to so, talk about so, good governance. No, talk about good governance. Thank you very much. That's what I want you to do. Please, I beg you. Go ahead. Okay. So for for good governance, I think uh, it's all about. Because in most of the places that he cited as an example that they are religious, mm -hmm. they still 
they take their gov- uh, government accountable. Okay. For so for us as Nigerians, I think what we should do is to develop that capacity to take our governors, all the, the, the political holders accountable. Mm-hmm. So for everything that they are doing, not yeah. So it's not about what a pastor has done because we need to separate all of those things. I think because there is no time. That's my point. Because okay. as long as we keep mixing good governance with um, um, religion, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think Nigeria will still continue in this conundrum. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. That's an interesting one. Okay. Yeah. But you hear what he said now. He, he seemed he seemed to have missed the point when we were talking about what influence what, what is the biggest influence in the way the people think today. Religion. Religion. You said. That's, okay. that's how we came into this. Yes. And we are saying that look, if we want to change, we say we have to change the way the people think. Okay. And if, if anybody thinks that, look, in, in the in the in the north, not just in the north, all over the country. Religion has always been a point for which, uh, an instrument for mobilizing the people. Even of recent, even politics began to look into the direction of using pastors as, you know, to gen- kind of pull in the population, the Christian population, to mm. vote. Mm. Before the present vice president, don't forget, uh, the present president ran with, before him, he ran with another pastor. pastor. Mm. So there is a reason for this. Mm. There's a reason. So when people say, take out religion out of this, take a look at what your politicians are doing today. Your politicians know that religion is a factor Mm. into what, if you want to influence the people's choice today, it is a factor. Mm. So if you are saying we should take it out, then what about humanity? Okay. Okay. That's interesting. (laughs) We missed the call there. All right. The lines are all free again. Yes, it's ringing again. And I'm going to take it. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello, Uncle How are you? Good afternoon. I don't know your name, but good afternoon. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love your analysis. Oops, Omar. Why is this happening now? Eh? Please call again, lady. Please call again. Although she didn't give her name. Lines are all free again. Um, they're going to ring. One, two, three. Okay, it's ringing. I said it. See, this phone's there. Hello, good afternoon. Okay. We will continue to try and we'll continue to get it. How can you even try to mess this up? Very serious conversation here. Sunny Rabo live. Hello? Hello. Good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon, Mr. Sami. Yes, how are you? Okay, my name is Ben. I'm calling from Okoye. Okay, go ahead. Yes, uh, I am very grateful for the man you brought in your studio today. Thank you. The truth. It's not hidden. The fact remains is that the truth is, is what will liberate Nigerians or even the world. Only the truth. Mm. No matter how you try to cover it, you know, and, and, and blemish it or anywhere or the other, it will resurface. It mm. will show you that I am being battered. He mm. gave instances of Kuwait or, or other Islamic countries. Mm. But it, where the Quran emanated or originated, mm. is, is it the way they are practicing it? They are practicing it here. Mm. That is why things are up, upside down. Mm. You don't follow the rules. If you have a compass going to somewhere, or you are a seller, you are in, in a ship going somewhere, and your compass is, is different, I mean, it's faulty, you, you are going to nowhere. You, you will go to nowhere. Mm. So the compass is there, whether they are using the Quran or the Bible. The, the instructions are there. The truth is to be followed. If you follow the truth, you will get the results. Yeah, true. But here they turn it upside down. Mm-hmm. But there they are developed. They are keying into their people. 
the people that are in Quran, you can see good verses there. The people that are using Quran there are doing the very thing there. The young man said that they don't go abroad to look for medical treatment, do mm. they? No, they yeah. don't. But you are, they are reading same Quran, uh, uh, same Quran, same Bible, and you will see them shuffling to abroad yeah. to for for headache, for flu, or whatever. <laughs> so the, 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 it is very very wrong here. Whoever says that we should separate uh, religion from uh, politics is living a lie. Yeah. The two has to go pare pasu. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Because the two contain truth. You the truth from this one and implant it into the other. You go, you you, you, you make positive impact to your people. You understand? Thank I you. listened to you. That uh, I'm sorry. That thing you mentioned about that phrase, and you, I was uh, fortunate to listen to your program that day. Yes. And after that, the phrase hmm. said the truth of the Bible. You, the moderator, hmm. at the end of the day, said you'll be paying your tithe. Yes. I had you said it that day. Yes. You said you will be paying your tithe. Meaning you will say the do maybe you want to please somebody. But that the phrase stated the truth, showing you how why it is not for us Christians hmm. again. Hmm. You are doing that, you are crucifying Christ again. The work of Christ is not avoided to you. Mm-hmm. That you said you will be paying your tithe. Now let me tell you why I said that. Because my what I see as my tithe is not what I'm compelled to do in church. It is my help to the needy. That's my own tithe. That's exactly my understanding of a tithe. You help somebody who is in need. Those beggars on the street, those people who are ill in the hospital that cannot clear their, their patients out of the hospital, they cannot pay bills, and doctors won't let them go, they become prisoners in the hospital. Those are the people we should be trying to help. That, that to me, that to me is tithe. You didn't explain all these things. No, because the program was ending at the time. That that thing is not for Christians anymore, mm. with, with with biblical support or scriptural support. Mm. But you said at the end of the program that you are, you will be paying your tithe. Yes. So that you are, if you are doing good works to uh, the less less privileged, it yes. is not tithe. Tithe is a different thing altogether. That's what I said. I said that's my understanding. That's my understanding. That's my understanding of tithe. Okay. Okay. Don't put the two together. Tithing is a different thing for Levites. That have no job, I mean, no occupation, kind of. You understand? Know it's meant for them, for the Levitical order. Are you a pastor? Stated Are you a pastor? Because they don't have any portion, they don't have land to cultivate, okay. they don't have work to do. God is <laughs> their own. Beautiful. So God said, tell these things to them. Yes. To their people that time. Okay, I appreciate that for you, and I and I, and like you, you for extending you. my knowledge. Thank God you bless you. Bless this man. <laughs> Thank because you, sir. Like, it's like Jesus said, "I am the truth." Mm. Know the truth and follow the truth. Simple. But here we are, we are, we are just hypocrites Thank from day to day. We are hypocrites. All our pastors are they are hypocrites Thank because they are not saying the truth, okay. and they know the truth. Thank you so much. That's an interesting one. I, I even became part of the. <laughs> Hello, good afternoon. This is Sunny Rabo live. Is somebody there? Good afternoon. I just want to say, sir, that the tithing is good, sir. Uh, because when you pay your tithe, kids, that is difficult in life will be easy. I don't, I don't know your man, but what I was trying to say is that tithing is good. Okay. Even Christian right. is supposed to be paying tithe. So other, other stations said that they can even grow more than this. That's not what I have to say. No, um, okay, thank you so much. But I just want to stress here when you work hard, 
prepare, strategize, and do what you're supposed to do, everything will work well for you. That's how God made us. This idea of uh, Lebanon, I will not opinionate on this. Can I, can yeah. I make a Yes, please, please go ahead. <laughs> now, let's, let's not uh, get things twisted. Uh-huh. If you're a member of a church, the place you call church, and um, you, go to, you, 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 you serve there, they use facilities there. The seat mm-hmm. you sit on mm-hmm. is bought with money. Yes. They provide light for you. It's money. So you are expected to make at least contribute towards the running of that place. Yes. It is expected. Okay. I'm not saying that giving money to the place you call church is wrong. It's Nobody wrong. says that. No. Exactly. The Bible says that you should make available, but you should do it out of, you know, not compulsion. Goodness of your heart. Goodness of your heart. So mm. you are expected to help run that place. Mm. However, when you give something out of free will, that's what I'm going to tell Sonny. Sonny said that he, he expects that the money he's giving is to be, he's supposed to be used for the needy and order, which is true and which is correct. However, you can but give this free will. your free will, yes. but do not call it tight. Okay. That's, Point taken. That's, do not call it tight because it doesn't, it doesn't take anything from you to give it yes. out of free will. Yes. And it will still attract the same blessings to you without you now taking it away by calling it tight. Tight. Okay. Thank you for this explanation, and thank you, Kola, for bringing me. I like, I like my, you know, uh, how do, what do you call these people again? <laughs> the, 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 my loyal listeners. <laughs> this is Sunny Rabo live, and it's really very powerful what we are going through today. Good afternoon. Hello. Bring down the volume. Yes, just move away from your speaker and speak. How are you? Hello. Hello. How are you? Can you hear me? Uh, please, I want. Uh the moderator and the guest to enlighten me on why Jesus will tell the ten lepers to go and show themselves to the priest to offer the offering necessary for their cleansing. Yeah, I will explain that to you. I will explain that to you. In fact, uh, when we had this discussion, someone th- there was an episode in the Bible where Christ had an encounter with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and then the issue of tithing came up there. And he was telling them that there are, there are other things that are more important than tithes. What, mm-hmm. what, what most people don't even realize there is that what was the 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 bone of that, that that discussion. And what happened there was that they were actually accusing Christ himself at that time of not paying tithes. And he was telling them, look, these tithes that you make so much reference, what tithes do you pay? You make tithes, you pay tithes of cumins and herbs. But there are other things that are more important than tithes. But you must notice this. As at the time Christ was here on earth, the Old Testament was still in force. The New Testament had not come in yet. Into effect. Okay. Yes. The New Testament came into effect after the death and the resurrection of Christ. And before then, the Old Testament was in force. When he told the, 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 the lepers to go and see the priest, that was in line with the command of the Old Testament. And Christ was telling you that, look, the Old Testament is still in force. It has not come. The church has not come. Mm-hmm. The church came up at the day of Pentecost. And it was from that day onward that the Old Testament had been put aside. And don't, don't forget, when these issues came up, the apostles were being accused. They said, these men are teaching us to worship God in a way that is alien to the law. Mm-hmm. So they were telling them to deviate from the Old Testament law. And also, this issue of tithes, don't forget, let, 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 let me, those, for those who know the Bible, if you go to the Old Testament, you find out that it is written that anyone who usurps the, 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 the activities of a priest, the punishment is death. Mm. So if you carry out any function of a priest, functions that are meant to be carried out by the priest, if you mm. carry it out, the punishment is death. Now ask yourself this question. Throughout the lives of the apostles, which apostle was accused of diverting the tithes 
of the of 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 the whatever no, to themselves. Not no, that, not that we know. Of. It never happened because no. they never did it. Okay. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Yes. Speak louder, please. How are you? <laughs> ah, I love Nigeria. No go lie. <laughs> okay. Hello. Good afternoon. Now, when these phones start to misbehave like this, I start looking at myself. Are they trying to negate the essence of this conversation or what? Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Yes, how are you? I'm very fine. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name? Call him from where, please? Okay, I'm Eugene. I'm calling from Lekki. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the thing is that we should tell ourselves the truth. Oh. Sorry about that. We still have a few minutes. Just call back if you can. Um, let me take the other call. Hello. How are you? Good afternoon. How are you? Fine, thank you. My name is Olumide. I'm calling from OBGRA. Okay. Go ahead, please. Okay. Um. Um. Uh, your your guest um um is very interesting. Um. The things he has said. Um. My intention of calling in is just to get us to, I don't know, I mean, but that's how I feel, to probably go to the, go back to the real topic for the day. Which was? was about talking about Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. And I understand how we got to this point because I was part of it from the beginning. Mm. So, but the truth of the matter is there are certain things that are about personal experiences. Spirituality, religion, and all of those things are personal experiences, just like love. Mm -hmm. So that is why Somebody who is ugly and another who is handsome or beautiful will get married, and then you know people will wonder what is happening. Or oh, that is why I love that. Abuse in their marriages will mm -hmm. be there, mm -hmm. and then you know others will not understand it. So I believe probably we should leave this topic and let it rest. If mm -hmm. this, some of these things are personal. Yes, there might be doctrines that people have you know propagated in certain ways, but sometimes you know these things will always be taken out of context, and I think it will be better you know. For this program to go on, uh, being conscious of the fact that maybe this wasn't the main topic of the day. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. God bless you, sir. So I'm going to just do that because I only have eight minutes. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes. How are you? Yeah. Um, my name is Esther from Michelle. What's your name? Esther from Michelle. Okay. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. I appreciate what your guests have just explained. Mm -hmm. Like what the other man said, that we should base on the topic that... Yes, I want you to do that, that. Don't repeat it. Just go to that topic so that we can carry on. Uh, I only have seven minutes. To explain how uh, we get to this point. How mm -hmm. Nigerians are not able to take the bull by the horn. So that he can explain to us better. Okay. That is giving us a solution how... Yeah. The most important thing can be done. Okay. Right. I would give you that chance now. Please go let, ahead. Let, let me put it this way. People say uh, spirituality and politics are separate. And I say to you, no. Right from time, mm -hmm. there has never been a separation between power and spirituality. Okay. Those in power always know this. That is the reason why the, the how will I put it, the, the head of uh, the Roman government then, yeah. When he saw the power that the church was wielding, mm -hmm. he had to 
adopt it. He had to himself become a Christian. That's so Constantine. Constantine, exactly. Emperor Constantine. Yes. Because he realized that look, there is no separation. But that was 300 yes, long years after Christ. It is Christ. still it is still the same till today. Hmm. And how did we get here? We're talking about changing the way we think. And we say again that look, the biggest factor today that is influencing the way we think that is being used against us. Hmm. Is spirituality the act of spirituality? Whether you like it or not, the politicians know this, mm. and I'm telling you that it's being used against you. Mm. The word of God is like a sail; if it's moving in your direction, it aids you. Mm-hmm. But if it's moving against you, you are going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we are saying: that if anybody thinks that you can fix this country without first fixing the way we think. As a nation, as a people, and we said it from the beginning that the way you think is how you are. The way we think as a nation, that is how, that, that is how we evolve. Mm-hmm. You are talking about development. You think if the people in power they want to produce, they, they want to turn this country into the El Dorado that we so desire today, does it take anything to affiliate all our universities to foreign universities? Mm-hmm. Take a particular university, affiliate it to Oxford, which means that whatever is done in Oxford is the same that is done in that university. The mm-hmm. same textbooks, the same facilities. The same teaching staff, everything the same. What does it take? It doesn't take anything. If I know this, they know. They know more. They mm. know more than I know. Mm. If they're not doing it, it's because they don't want to do it. Now, when you talk about holding government to to account, how can the people that are disoriented and whatever who seem to think that they are separate from government, that spirituality and governance is different? Are we questioning anything? The only time we even talk about governance is when we come to elections every four years. And after that, they do, do what we're not doing and everybody goes back to what? Mm. I mean, mm. we go back to as, as, as usual. Mm. And nobody talks again until the next four years. So, making this observation, what should the people then do? How can they rethink their mindset to focus on what you're saying right now? It starts from our home. Home. It starts from our home. We okay. have to begin to educate our children. The pastors out there or the moms are not the ones that are going to dedicate your children on foundational spirituality. When you begin to influence your children to think the right way that they should think, hmm. the Bible says, raise your children the way they should and they will not depart from it. Let us start from our homes. That is the strongest church. The head of a home is the most powerful church. Hmm. Let us begin to tell our children the mistakes that we made and the mistakes that they should not make. Let us begin to tell them the questions that they should ask, which we are not asking. There's a catch-22 in this question you're just bringing up. Which is, most homes are breaking. Why would they break? When the, when, when the spiritual destiny is not there, why would the homes not break? When you, have, when you have abdicated your responsibility as a pastor of your home to a pastor outside who you meet once, only every Sunday for two hours, mm. why would that not happen? Who is pastoring your children? Cable TV? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So, in a nutshell, we just have about three maximum minutes left. In a nutshell, can you sort of give an idea, an advice as the way to go? You, you already said those who have homes, go back to the basics, take care of your children, begin to show them. What about schools? Oh, schools. <laughs> your your <laughs> face is already saying that. <laughs> that. That's a long topic. Seriously. Yes, from my experience in the I'm going to give you three editions <laughs> yeah. so that we can thrash this thing if out. If you want to talk about schools, come, I will talk about schools. Yes. If you want to talk about education, I will come here and I'll talk about education. I'll talk about my experience in the Lekki area. Hmm. I will talk about education from the beginning till the end. We'll talk how, we'll talk about education in the, the, the position of edu- uh, the, uh, education in development, why we're not getting there or why they don't want you to get there. 
That you also, you also keep saying yes. that why, why they, they don't, don't want, want you to, to get, get there. there? Why they don't That's need? Serious. Why they don't need you to get there? I remember the discussion yesterday. You remember you said you were going to investigate an issue. You talked about, wait, wait, talk yeah. about there's supposed to be reciprocal uh, this, when it comes to embassies and how we uh-huh. get visas and all that. Yes, yes. How easy it is for a, a particular indiv- particular individuals from a certain nations to walk into your country and get visa at your border. And but yet, you cannot going get... Over there is about now, almost a million naira. To just get a visa to go to yes, China. To it's China, China, you said. Yes, China. But China have access as a visa on arrival yes. into Nigeria. Yes. But uh, to go into China, you have to pay almost a million naira. I'll give, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an experience. That's not reciprocal. It's not. Let us take a look at the packaging industry. We looked at the packaging do- industry. We saw what was coming in from China. We said, look, these things, these, these, these equipments that are coming in are fraud. You people, who you go to the bank of industries, you get money, you go and you do capital expenditure, and you are repeating capital expenditure every two, two years. Machines you are importing are like tissue paper. You use them one year and you toss them and you have to repeat that again. You go to the U.S. and you go to the U.K., you get... So, where is Standard Organization of Nigeria? Look, Sonny... So, where is quality control? It's not there. And we say, Nigerian engineers will give you... We will match it for you and we'll prove that I designed it and I built it. And I put it there and say, look at this. Faster. And not only that, it uses... We don't even use this equipment for this because I was trained by... I was actually trained by British American Tobacco. That's, mm. that's the truth. Most of my knowledge in automation came from there. Yeah. So, I was trained more on Western equipment, cements and all that. And I said, look, it is true that when you go and you get Western equipment, they are more expensive, but they are more durable. When you go to the West, when they buy machines, machines stay 10, 20 years. Mm. When they change them, they don't change them because they are not functioning. They change them because there's a new technology and they need to upgrade. You don't do capital expenditure every two years. Okay, but these know, are the people we have opened our borders to. Because of time factor, <laughs> um, we are going to come back here. There's another person we are also bringing back. Oris He's a geometer. He uses um, geometry Okay. In forms and uh, frequency, okay. and I mean, there were things that were coming out on how to build a society that will succeed. So I'm praying that you will have time to come with us again. You've made a promise, and I'm going to take you up on it. Thank you so much, yeah, Engineer Sadiwa. Thank you so much. And well, for people out there, thank you for giving us the time. And I like the fever pitch response that I got. Even my believing titan. Okay. Thank you so much and have a very blessed Sunday. Merry Christmas, 24 days to go. Bye-bye now.